When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Epic Highcast. Introducing your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen and internets of all ages, welcome to episode two of the Epic Piecast. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. And today we have a fantastic show. We've got, we're going to do some catch up. We're going to talk about all kinds of nerdy goodness. Uh, but most importantly, and the one thing I'm really excited about, is that we are going to interview Lucas Siegel of Newsarama. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but until then, hey Schaefer, what's up? Really? That's, that's your question for that's me? That's the segment. That's the segment we're now in. It's a segment called... What's up? See, because when we did the last episode, I yeah. remember you laid out what our four segments were going to be for our show. I don't yeah. recall What's Up being the title of one of the segments. Okay, well, maybe I I made an executive decision. Uh, okay. But, but we can, you know, we can title it whatever we want. I mean, it's only the second episode. Okay, but the, all right, but but this segment is is What's Up? And that's your, that's your question for me is What's Up? Yeah. Um, what you been doing? What's going on? Let's catch up. How you been? Since the last time we recorded, I've been I've been doing well. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah. I've uh, uh, I've done some shows. I know. I've, I know. You've done uh, some really great shows. I uh, I've been working on my record because that's all I ever do is work on my record. <laughs> how's How's that free album? Is that gonna drop in in? Uh, that's adorable. That's adorable. Is that yes. gonna? Well, what's it called? Schaefer, Schaefer the Dark Lord's junk drawer. It's called Schaefer the Dark Lord. Bring me the head of Michael Kill of the Thought Criminals. <laughs> no, it's not. And please don't give Michael Kill of the Thought Criminals grief. My free record is still on the way. Uh, Michael Kill has been on the road. So, yes, he has. Uh, the mastering uh, and really a remix of a song that he's working on um, got put on hold while he finished this tour. Um, and so it should be coming any day now. So last time I said August and then amended that to September. So let's just go ahead and say October. October free, All right. my free record junk drawer is okay. coming. We then, uh, then we will we'll catch up in episode three for the ongoing saga of what I like to call junk drawer gate. Uh, terrific. <laughs> Otherwise, I, yeah, I've been doing some shows. Uh, at the end of August, I went to Denver. And I played a um, I played a show out there with Megaran right. and MC Chris. Right. It was a benefit show for the victims' families. That's right. Um, That's right. Um, and anybody who was affected by the tragedy at the Aurora Dark Knight shooting. And and you know what? And I and I must say it was tremendous goodwill to, to have that organized and and. Uh, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad you got to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a really fun show. Uh, the audience was great. Everybody's really nice. I got to see some old friends. Uh, had some laughs, and it was really. It was very moving. I actually got to speak to some people who were directly affected by wow. by the tragedy, and it was uh, it was pretty powerful. 
Um, it was a great show. I had a, I had a I had a good time. I mean, it was it was sobering. That's for well, sure. sure. Yeah. But it was yeah. uh, uh, it was a nice trip. Good. When, when, when was the last time you were in Denver? The la- oh, years ago. Last time I was in Denver, I went out for my uh, my oldest friend's wedding. Oh dear. And he's been and that was years ago. <laughs> and he's been giving me grief to come back. So I went and spent some time with him. Oh good. Was out there. Good good good. Awesome. Uh, I also did a show in Brooklyn. Yeah, you did. Speaking of Michael Kill of the Thought Criminals. Oh, yeah, the, the, no, the no Friends Tour. The no Friends Tour came to oh, Brooklyn. Uh, that was a good time. This, I had a really earlier good this time. month, uh, I got to do a show with Jesse Dangerously and Adam Warrock and Michael Kill and Tribe One, and it was awesome. Yeah, um, that was a great night. I, I would like to tell the listeners that they should go see them on tour, but that tour's over now, so you can't, and if you didn't see it, uh, you missed out. That was, uh, I haven't had that much fun. And admit, admittedly, I don't go to a lot of live music events. I'm not a I'm not a music person. I know. I remember that night I took you to see a, a metal band. Yeah, that was that. You seemed to have so much fun that night. I did. I was like, I mean, I know what metal is, but I've never actually experienced it firsthand. Uh, and that that night uh, in Brooklyn with with Jesse Dangerously and all those guys and Michael Kill, that was uh, that was a fantastically fun night. It was. It was yeah. a lot of fun. We also had the treat of our friend uh, Linda G. Pyle. Oh, yeah. Who works for South by Southwest in Austin. She was in town and she was I didn't, I didn't get to meet her, but I saw her and uh, I, ho- I hope to meet her one day. She's a rock star in her own right. Yep. From what I hear. Um, uh, so, well, uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I've done some rap shows. Uh, I'm working on my rap record and um, mostly hanging out alone in my darkened apartment talking to myself because... <laughs> You guys, I'm not kidding. That's not shtick. That's 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 what I do. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not that's not a line. That's not a joke. No, that's 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 my life. That's, that's my reality. Right now. Yeah. Let me ask you, Nelson Lugo. What's up? What's up? I'm so glad you asked, Schaefer. What have you been up to since we uh, last casted? <laughs> uh, well, I uh, mostly I was gearing up for the for the epic win burlesque sci-fi uh, TV show. Oh, how did that go? It went wonderfully well, wonderfully well. Really? Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, as a as a producer, there's always a shit ton of work that needs to happen prior to any show, and then it's basically just you know go 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 go, and then you're done. And so there was just, uh, I knew once we got to, you know, op- opening the doors and and letting people in that the show would just kind of take care of itself because you know we hire professionals and we. We we know what we're doing, and you know the once once you start that wheel in motion, it just kind of goes, yeah. And it does what it's going to do. And luckily, we're we're good enough at it where you know we can steer it in some pretty really funny and fun ways. You were um, working with um, a professional. In fact, you were working with a lot of performers who had not previously performed in Epic Win shows. You were working with some yeah. new talent who were actually uh, some very seasoned talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you oh, had, yeah. You had uh, Francine sure. doing an X-Files number. You yeah. had Creamy Stevens doing a Wrath of Khan. Right. <laughs> uh, of course, Nasty Canasta doing uh, a TARDIS number and um, uh, Femme Appeal doing Twilight Zone. Those are, of course, regular Epic Win cast members. Sure, sure. You had uh, Minnie DiMuccia, who's kind of a, a new member of the Epic Win family, doing a Sequest number. I know, how obs- an obscure character from an obscure show. I was shocked at how many <laughs> audience members were thrilled when you announced the next number was based on Sequest. I- yeah, no, I was sh- I was shocked too, because I, I consider myself a fan of Sequest, but I hadn't thought of Sequest in about as long as it's been off the air. Yeah, it, you know, it made people um, really happy. And it made a lot of people very happy. And of course you had Stormy Leather doing her <gasps> now internet famous 
Battlestar Galactica number yeah. with this really incredible Cylon Centurion costume it's, that it's, that has yeah. shoots projectiles and has lasers and yeah. it has LEDs and it's, it's yeah it's it every layer she takes off just exposes more detail into a costume which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 it really sick. Sick. I mean I mean so yeah, a lot of people saw it, a lot of people had a good time. We got a great uh, sort of slideshow pictorial from New York uh, Time Out New York which is online and um, yeah I'm just really really excited um, and you, uh, you 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 uh, you got an old friend back to co-host the show with yeah, you yeah Schaefer you were there I yeah think, <laughs> I think the cat's out of the bag you were there you were co-hosting with me and that let me tell you I've done I've done a number of shows without you, mm-hmm. and those shows were great. Those shows were fine. They're wonderful and successful in their own way, and unique and wonderful in their own way. But you know, once <laughs> once you started trolling me on stage, I was like, oh, the magic's back. <laughs> they oh, it's like being 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 embraced in a warm quilt. It's like it's coming home. I'm I'm glad that that's how you feel about my trolling of you. I've I've made <laughs> trolling you. Uh, I've turned it into a professional stagecraft at this point. <laughs> well, because because it's all like I mean, it's not that it's scripted, but I know what you're doing and I know where it's coming from, and you know I get the joke. So you're not really. Tr- I mean, it's not really trolling if I'm in on it. True. You know. So. But you were a good sport. You're you were a really good sport. Well, I like I like the fact that I got to play the straight man to your sort of wacky comedian this time. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's more, more often than not, it's usually the other way around. I've in the past, I've yeah. usually played the straight man, yeah. and you've usually been the goof. Right. Right. So yeah, it was fun to. Uh, but so, no, I, that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to uh, know more about that, go to uh, our Facebook page, uh, Epic Win, uh, uh, Epic Win Burlesque on Facebook, and there's tons of pictures, tons of links, all kinds of stuff. I might I might actually have some video up pretty soon. Uh, really? Yeah. From Francine? Yeah, from oh, Francine, yeah. Terrific. Um, what else? What else? Um, what else have you been up to? Oh, yeah. Because so, I know because I know you do more than produce a burlesque show. Yes. Uh, I, I've, I've turned to my Xbox in my post-show uh, depression. Yeah, and let's talk and about that. That's a real thing. That's a real thing, yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody out there who's a performer knows, and especially if you produce the show that you perform in, knows that, 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 that yeah. that's a... That is a real thing. You you spend a lot of time building up, getting yourself amped up for this show that you have on the horizon, and then once it's over and you have that high that lasts right afterward, uh, that your your glory where you get to drink in all of your hard work and and reap the accolades of your labor. Um, shortly after that, when you have to return to reality, the yeah, there's a there's a depression that sets in. Yeah. And, and and maybe maybe depression is too strong a word, but it's like post show blues. You've got blues. You've got yeah. the blues. And because yeah, because exactly right. All this adrenaline and all this high energy, people are, are solely focused on you and what you're doing. And then inevitably, you're going to get comments. Hopefully, wonderful comments about what a great job you did. But it doesn't matter. Like you know, the, you know, comments about what you did or what you didn't do. All of that sort of adds up. And then the very next day, nothing. You got nothing. You're not. You're not producing anything you're not writing any emails you're not making a playlist you're not contacting there's nothing there's nothing to do and so i'm now now you know come sunday after after the saturday show i'm sitting there <laughs> blue basically blue. blue and exhausted too i am i was physically and mentally exhausted my legs hurt my back hurt it was i'm not getting any younger um 
And so I turned to my Xbox for solace and I downloaded Mark of the Ninja on Xbox Live. And this is the most amazing game I've played in a very long time. And you might actually like this because you like 2D side-scrollers. Oh, I love them. Yeah, so Mark of the Ninja is, what I guess it's that style of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, game uh, that they're calling a, a um, what is it, Metroidvania? Okay. Where, you know, there's multi, you know, there's, so you have one long level, mm-hmm. right? And then, but it's multi-layered. So you're going up, you're going down, and you're playing a ninja, and your job is to avenge your clan who's been invaded by gun-toting mercenaries. And you have to uh, uh, take them out in ever-increasingly violent and wonderful ways. Um, and you can play the game completely stealth, um, where you're never seen or caught. Or you can just come in, swords a-swinging, and like just cut everybody's heads off. It's fucking amazing. Is it an Xbox exclusive, or can I get it on the PSN? I, you know what, I don't know. Um, I, it, it, uh, uh, well, let's let's go to the <laughs> let's go to our the internet and find out. Um, I'm pretty sure that Mark of the Ninja is uh, Xbox exclusive. Oh, terrific. Um, but that's been sort of my my solace for for geez for the past few days now. Always, actually. always, always p- treating your showbiz blues. Self-medicating with Xbox and a nice key lime, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, you know what? It is, it is exclusive to Xbox. Oh. I well, I'm, so, I'm so glad you got me excited about it. Thank you so much. Well, maybe you should get an Xbox and then we can like play co-op with other games. Maybe I should tell you about the wonders of games like Infamous. Oh, really? You're going to rub it in? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'll, we'll, we'll keep it with platformers. Uh, maybe we should talk about Little Big Planet. Okay. All right. You don't need to... You don't, that, now you're just getting ugly. Yeah. Well, all right. We're not going to do... We're not going <laughs> to... Let us never let our show turn in like, like into a console war. Devolve into just yeah, like brand no. loyalty over console. No, wars. well, and, well. So, listeners, in full disclosure, I Nelson Lugo own an Xbox, and I shave for the Dark Lord or a PlayStation Three, and neither one of us really give a shit. No, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. there's games I would like to play right. that I can't, and it, it goes both ways. But I'm. Not. I will. I will more than likely probably get a PS3 for Christmas. I, I, I will probably treat myself finally. Oh, who's yeah. getting you that for Christmas? I'll probably get it myself. I mean, I, the thing is, I have a ginormous television, and don't I, say ginormous. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Uh, and it's I'm underutilizing its capabilities, and I and I think a Blu-ray player would probably be the best thing. All right. Essentially, so you do what you got to do. Maybe if you're a good boy, I'll get you a uh, PlayStation for Christmas. How good do I have to be? Um, that sounded dirty. Actually, sorry. yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> that, I didn't mean that to come out yeah. dirty. Yeah, put that in your slash fic. <laughs> yeah. Internet. So if you have slash fic about Nelson Lugo and Shay for the Dark Lord, email us at epicpodcast at gmail Do me a favor. Yeah. Never read the responses to the thing that you just said. I. You just trained me to read all the responses oh, to the thing I just said. Um, also, uh, you had a great idea earlier that um, I'm going to create a Tumblr. For uh, Epic Piecast, um, because we've gotten some emails and we've That's gotten right. some comments. In the pilot episode, we yeah. requested you, uh, or we asked you to send in your uh, your email questions for us, right. and your comments, and that we would respond to them on the air. But we got a lot of we got a lot of responses, and some of them are pretty lengthy. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of emails <laughs> that are 
there's commentary, but then there's, you know, like a half dozen questions combined inside. We don't have time to cover all of the elements that you hit. We don't want to discourage you from writing in your questions. We're still going to respond to some of them on the air, but uh, we might need to launch a Tumblr so that we can respond to these more thoroughly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can read them yeah. online. Yeah. Uh, but I did I did ha- get a couple of uh, uh, album title suggestions. That's right. In the last episode, you asked me. Yes. <laughs> I was talking about my new uh, album, which is mm-hmm. a concept album that right. I'm working on. And although I told you yeah. that I've already picked out a title. Yeah, that, I don't think that's a thing. I okay. think you're making Well, that. no, I did. But you're still encouraging the audience to write in their suggested titles. Yes. Oh, this is going to be delightful, isn't so, it? So uh, uh, C. Thompson suggests... The Dark Lord Softly Weeps. All right. This is because I noted that my new record, it is a concept record and it is, yeah, it is, it's more personal. Sure. It's uh, dark. It's sad. Right. Um, I don't, I don't really feel the title needs to indicate that it's sad. I think the material speak for itself. I thank you, C. Thompson, for the suggestion, okay. uh, but <clears throat> I'm not going with that. I'm not going to use that. No offense just not going to use that okay well um we have a d simmons um what up d simmons what up he suggests two titles uh one is called sponsored by epic win you know i pre i predate epic win so i don't think uh, if anything epic win burlesque should be called epic win burlesque sponsored by shape of the dark lord whoa 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 let's Let's not be too hasty. How about Schaefer the Dark Lord presents Epic Win Burlesque featuring Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord as Schaefer the Dark Lord? I like it. We'll put it. We'll put that on a, on a business card. It's a long. It's gonna be a uh, long D, abbreviation. D Simmons also suggests, and this one's a bit sketchy. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable reading it. Okay. Blues Traveler raped my grandmother. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That one made me feel a little icky. Yeah. Um. I'm obviously never going to call anything that. No. I, uh, Nor should you. I, I don't think making light of rape in uh, any capacity... Or Blues Traveler, for that matter. Or, or Blues Traveler, for that matter, is uh, appropriate to anything. Again, I thank you for your enthusiasm and right. uh, contributing to our request for album titles, or rather, Lugo's request for my album titles. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to be using that one. Uh, we, did, we did get some suggestions for possible guests, though. Do you want to hear Ooh, those? suggestions for guests. Yeah. Terrific. Um, uh, uh, Dave. What up, uh, Dave. He suggests uh, that we should get uh, Kay Flay. Um, we can't get Kay Flay. See, you say that, I don't believe you. I think Kay Flay's out of our league. No, I, in fact, in fact, I, I would emphatically say no. I think if you wrote Kay Flay an email saying, the next time you're in New York, I'd like to interview you for our podcast, I would, I would guarantee you she'd say yes. I don't guarantee that. Then let's put it to the test. Write her an email. Oh, jeez. Write an email. I'm going to write it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like a fan mail. Like the, like the no, some, it's not. The no. some young woman writes in like the late 70s to Davy Jones, Dear Miss <laughs> Flay, I love your work so much. And let's be fair here. I love yeah, K-Flay. You're a K-Flay super I'm fan. I'm such a fan of K-Flay. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't email her and ask her that. Of course you can. She doesn't know who we are. No, but she might know who you are. No, she doesn't. Of course she does. No, she doesn't. Look, how about this? How about this? I'm, I will give I am, you. There's no way I'm on K Flay's radar. Dude, here's what you do: write an email to K Flay. Oh, jeez. Just all you have to do: just write an email saying, "Hey, you're in New York a lot. Um, you know, my name's Shay for the Dark Lord. You may or may not have heard <laughs> of me. I'm also a musician. I have a podcast. We talk about all kinds of things, and we, you know, we're you know, our, not only are we fans, but our fans are fans of yours." 
Um, and you were requested to be on our podcast by our fans. And so, you know, if you're in town if you're, and if you're available, we'd like to interview you. Yeah, you know what? I'll just give you access to my email account and you can write it. Because if I write it, it's just going to say like... It's going to gush. Flay, I love you. You're the best rapper. That's going to be the whole email. She's the best She's the best rapper. All right. That's true. She is the best rapper in the world. Um, uh, so are there other, are there other suggestions for Did I embarrass you thoroughly? I'm, well, now I'm just... I'm just like running through K Flay lyrics in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just fanboying out really hard right now. Uh, all right. So Look, we, I am. I really like K Flay. I like K Flay a I'm lot. Just, I would just want to, in case that hasn't been like, I haven't made that point clear. She's so good. Oh man, she's really good. I've seen her live many times, and she's amazing. So fine. Um, so we have a C Muldrow. What up, C Muldrow? Uh, and uh, she starts off by saying, "Messieurs Schaefer and Lugo." So already, I like her okay. a lot. Um, she uh, had a lot, a lot to say about our Batman discussion. She sides with you uh, for most of it. Okay. Almost all of it, actually. And she thinks my ideas are quite silly. Um, but she did say, uh, in response to your uh, thinking that the, uh, the, um, that the Star Wars trilogy is a good analogy for the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, thank you. In that... Ms. Muldrow. <laughs> uh, the only way the Dark Knight rises is Return of the Jedi is if there's an alternate ending where Luke says, Hey, that was great. But fuck being a Jedi, I think I'm going to go bang Myra Jade instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is actually quite funny. Uh, but she does have two questions. Um, she wants to know that if we uh, had an unlimited budget, etc., etc., uh, what kind of comic book movie would we make and who would star in it? Wow. An unlimited budget, what comic book movie would we make? What, what about right. you? I, I think you probably have a longer wish list of comic book movies that you would like to see made. I personally, I would love to see uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which is this uh, sort of turn of the century Batman story in sort of an alternate, like it was an Elseworlds title. And it put Batman in sort of like, oh, please forgive me. Don't hit me on the internet. Some sort of Victorian and Edwardian uh, London and, uh, or Gotham, New Gotham. And it's been a while since I read it. But it was, it, it's, it's such an amazing story that deals with uh, government and politics and religion and Batman and it's all it's it's quite a wonderful story I would love to see that made into a film as, as like an alternate kind of like look at where, where you can take Batman basically that would be uh, I think that that would translate well to film I think that would be yeah. I, think I, I have no idea who would be in it to be honest like I haven't really thought that far ahead I would know what, I have no idea who my cast would be but you know uh, having what's his face Gary Oldman as Jim Gordon is a necessity I would love to. I think everybody would love to see a Deadpool movie. <gasps> Dude, I would love to see a Deadpool. And I movie. wanted to see done like the comics. Like I want him to turn and talk to the camera. Yeah. I want, I want him to break the wall, and uh, I think everybody would love. I'm right now. I'm very excited about the fact that there is a Deadpool uh, game on the horizon. Dude, I saw the trailer for it. I laughed my yeah, ass off the entire time. I think that that's going to be. I think that that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I would love to see the Fantastic Four done correctly. Still. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Now that you say that, yes. I would love a good Fantastic Four movie. A good one. Just one. Yeah. I'm not even greedy. Or for that matter, I mean, I, I mean they're already doing it, but uh, I, think, I think the new Superman movie is mm -hmm. right on track with where I think it should be. It's a little too early to tell. <laughs> well, yeah, based on nothing that you know about it. Well, I mean, it's... it's you know who's cast in it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's being produced by Christopher Nolan of the Batman fame. And, All right. And, you know, and uh, what's this guy? The guy from, you know, he does 300. He did Sucker Punch. Um, I forget his name. Um, that guy. Zack Snyder. Yes. He's directing. So you have so you have Nolan's kind of like restrained storytelling, and you have Zack Snyder's crazy go-nuts fucking visuals, which is, I think is probably the right combination for a Superman film. You know what else I think would be, uh, would be great to see uh, done in movie form and probably be kind of difficult to do because it's such a huge sprawling story is Transmetropolitan. <laughs> How the fuck would you even do that? I don't know. <laughs> if you've got any suggestions, C. Muldrow, send your script notes over and uh, we'll punch it up a little bit and we'll send it to our filmmaker friends that we don't have. <laughs> yeah, all none of them. Yeah. Uh, and her last question, oh, she wrote a very long email. Um, what are each of your favorite comic series of all time? And if you've got a storyline in particular. All right. We talked about this a little bit before we started yeah, recording. We and did. I feel, I mean, obviously I want to say something about Batman here because I am a huge lifelong Batman fan. Sure. But I, I like Batman as a property. I don't think as an individual series, any of the Batman series I would count as my favorite comic series of all time. I don't think I could say Detective is my favorite comic series of all time. I don't think I could say just flagship Batman is my favorite comic book series of all time. I love Batman as a property and all of its many, uh, you know, all the many stories that have been told in various formats. Um, But I don't think I could count any individual titles my favorite of all time. If I had to pick one, I think I would say The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's also, I think, I think, I can't, I don't know another series that I've read in its entirety that has run that long. Uh, And I have been emotionally invested in The Walking Dead for a very long time. And issue 102 just came out today. Of course, by saying that, that's going to date when this episode was recorded. (laughs) This is when it was released. (laughs) Uh, Oh. That's the doorbell. I wonder who that could be. That must be our guest. All right, so we're going to take a quick break while we take care of this. We'll be right back. Stop, focus, tell me what I'm looking at. Stop, focus, tell me what I'm looking at. It's hard to tell if I feel good or bad. Fate snapping at my heels like an alligator. You want to say what's up, but call your ass later. Well, the situation's here, and I've been in it so many times, and my life's on repeat. Feel like a baby, minus the wheezy side of episode on my TV. My, my, my mind is filled with blank stares. Abacus is skewed, so the matches ain't fair. Perpetual vegetable, turning my home in like basketball. My brain is now massable, images so fantastical. My limbs all go spastical. I watch is my mandible, moves up, up, up and down, down, magging on casserole. If this lasts a full hour, I might just be okay. But if not, it's like bye bye, flay. If this lasts a full hour, I might just be okay. But if not, then it's like bye bye, flay. So stop, focus, tell me what I'm looking at. Stop, focus, tell me what I'm looking at. Now. Life might bring me out to try, but for now, I'm feeling fine. So my engagements filled up with the blanket Traveling through space and time Life might rough me up a bit But for now I'm feeling good Wanna tell you everything But you see all my words misunderstood Our guest this month is the site editor of comic book website Newsarama.com Please welcome to the program, Lucas Siegel Woo! Lucas! Hey. Hey. Thank Cheering you f- for myself. Yes. 
Thank you for being with us, Lucas. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Is it all right if I call you Lucas, or would you prefer Mr. Siegel? I know that that's a bit more formal. Um, I, prefer, I prefer to call you Siegel, if that's all right with you. I usually go by Siegel the Dark Lord, but I hear that's, <laughs> I think that's taken here. Uh, well, if you abbreviate it, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Lucas, Mr. Siegel, Siegel... Um, my master, any of those All are right. fine. Well, then I'll I'll uh, toggle among among those uh, possibilities. So, uh, uh, master, um, so your title, you are site editor of Newsarama.com, and I'm sure anybody who's listening to the show, if you're listening to the show, you know Newsarama.com. You, Chances are, you yeah. have to. And if you don't, you're not a good person. So your title is what? What does that mean as site editor? Um, it means I do all of the bitch work and get very little credit. <laughs> um, about probably about seventy-five, eighty percent of the time that you see that byline Newsarama staff, that's usually me. So wow, uh, oh. you can you can yell at me for all of that. And um, yeah, I, I feel you may be selling yourself short with just the amount of uh, pull that you have. No, it's 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 fun. I mean, I, I get to tell people what I want to see on the site and they actually listen to me and do it so that's kind of cool um and uh yeah I, I do a little bit of writing when i can and primarily my writing now is in the video game section because uh, actually, that's my baby I, well i have a question about actually the site how much of the what percentage would you say is the amount of content that you're actually contributing versus like you know overseeing a lot of the stuff that's been coming in uh you know i i probably on an average day, I will probably process somewhere around six to eight of the posts that go up. Mm -hmm. um, one or two of those will have some writing from me in them. Oh. Uh, whether oh. it's just an entry in a countdown or an entire rewriting of a a uh, press release, something like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. You may, and you say you may, you mostly do writing about video games now as opposed to yeah comics. yeah for the the press releases and stuff like that i i cover the comics that way but i don't do a lot of comic book interviews anymore it's just not really uh we have plenty of staff writers and uh freelancers for that stuff so. i i have learned things though about comics from uh, from your site from your writing specifically for example it was in february was the first time i found out about dc's plans to launch launch uh before watchmen oh yeah from an article that you wrote yep i had i had had no information about that before then and i was uh i was shocked uh to learn that this was a thing but i, I yeah say, i got railed pretty hard that was an op-ed that i wrote it uh, was really and here's the thing is that i feel I like if i had destroyed for that if i had read about that i'm gonna i'm gonna sing your praises for that piece <laughs> because if i had read about that just anywhere else and it just been on paper just an entry on any other site um i probably would have seized on all of the comments where everybody was crying oh my god this idea is creatively bankrupt but you in your piece you were uh enthusiastic I was, and, 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 I, and I remain so. Uh, for the most part, they've been pretty good books. Um, there have been a couple that have fallen kind of flat, but that's going to happen with any initiative like this. Uh, but overall, I mean, you're going to have a really hard time ever convincing me to not be excited about new Darwin Cook work. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You that, know? That, that sells the <laughs> argument right there, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah and, and like Brian Azzarello and, and J.G. Jones and... Uh, the the people that they got to do this 
were so talented and had so much goodwill built up in my mind that I had to think, okay, well, let's see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. And and that was basically what I tried to say in the first place. Look, it it would have been cool if Alan Moore had been a part of this or had been blessing it or whatever else. But right now, Alan Moore is not interested in comic books anymore. Alan Moore signed a contract. Was it a shitty contract? Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> he signed it. Right. He signed it yeah. under his own volition. Yes. He didn't have a gun to his head. He wasn't drugged. Well, he might have been, but that would have been self. <laughs> that would have been his choice. Self medicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, and and he signed the contract. And so to sit here and and argue over and over that a company doesn't have the right to do something that they have the right to do just never made any sense to me. I just right. didn't get it. No, I, I yeah, I, I agree fully. Right. It would have been nice uh, to have his uh, blessing, but, you know, he's a reclusive weirdo. You're never going to get his blessing. <laughs> he, I mean, he has written off most of his own work, right. like, publicly. And right. So that wasn't to be expected. I got to say, I was, I was very skeptical about uh, Before Watchmen as a series, and I felt that I only, if I only found out about it by stumbling into my, you know, my local comic shop on a Wednesday and said, what in God's name is this? <laughs> if that's how I found out, I never would have touched it. But because I read your piece and uh-huh. because you had enthusiasm behind it, I I have picked it up and I've read all of it since then. And I think, I think that there's, I, I gotta say, I, I wanted to really not like it and I'm pretty invested in it now. And I, again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's 100% solid. I right. mean, it's got, it's, it's right. had a couple of missteps, but... By and large, a lot of a lot of the material is really well written and and well crafted, and there is some incredible talent behind it. And um, I, I feel a lot of the writers are doing a good job of writing in the voices of those characters that we learned of, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah, and who knew like Amanda Connor and Darwin Cook would have <laughs> such an amazing creative balance. They're they're doing Silk Spectre. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. The two of them can pretty much just work on anything from now on, and I will be. Yeah, the, the the Silk Spectre books I think are they're among the ones that are my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Silk Spectre and the the Minutemen books. Yeah, are are really good. Uh fan freaking fantastic! And you did something that's almost nigh impossible. Uh, uh-huh. You got Schaefer to change his mind on something. Which I think <laughs> speaks not well of you and your writing. So uh, kudos to you, sir. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, um, now I'm going to ask you about things that you can't answer for me. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Is this the? Is this where we grill him for information? Yeah. To see. What, right. To see what he has. Well, to really to see how much he's going to give us. All right. Well, I would like to start off, since you're okay. You go since ahead. you're now sort of like uh, the lead on video game news right. on the site. Um, and I'm being uh, a avid video game player, uh, and Mass Effect being uh, probably uh, my favorite title, my favorite video game, pretty much of all time at this point. Right. Um, I want you to tell me everything you know about what's coming up from Mass Effect. Go. <laughs> well, the big thing that I can finally <laughs> I can finally talk about that I've known about for a couple of months is, um, is Omega. And that wait, is, wait, hold on. Are we, are we, are we going to take back Omega? Take back Omega. Fuck that is, yes. that is the next single player DLC that's coming out this fall. Wait, how? Uh, seriously, you're not going to, you're not going to get in trouble for telling me this? No, no, seriously? no. It was, it was uh, 
officially confirmed in one line of one blog post yesterday when the uh, the, the co-founders of Bioware officially uh-huh. retired yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, Ray, uh, Dr. Ray Muzika and Dr. Greg Zeschuk. They both retired from video games altogether. So Holy they crap. are uh, they're, are they gonna, they're done. Are they going to retire to their island uh, nation that they bought <laughs> right. at this point with all the money right. that they've made? You would think so. Greg <laughs> is actually a huge fan of beer and oh. is going to be starting a web series about beer and about small breweries. Is he going to start making his own beer? Uh, he does. He makes his own beer. Yeah, I want to drink uh, that. Exactly, Chuck's beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, better than you're saying, like his blood or his saliva. I guess. Uh, Either way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not that picky. I just. I just want some part of the doctors in me. But yeah, if you want. Okay, if you want, <laughs> if you want an idea of what the next DLC is going to be all about, go back and pick up the Mass Effect comics. Because there was a whole comic about yes. how Omega was lost. And I exactly actually, I what got, happened. I got that trade. I liked that trade a lot better than the Liara story arc. That trade leads directly into the DLC yeah. that is coming out this fall. I'm very excited. So very, it will be excited. Take Back Omega, and no, do you know? Do you have like specifics? Awesome. Like, is it is uh, it, do we get to play as? Uh, uh, Aria, or is Aria part of our party? Or is... that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And Aria is not the kind of person that's gonna let you go back to Omega to take it back without her being there, right? Of course. So wait, so then hold on—is she part of the party, or are we playing as Aria? That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it, dude? <laughs> You're fucking killing me here. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm very excited being a Mass Effect fan. Uh, you, you have logged hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds of hours. In fact, I just, a few, uh, uh, about a month ago, I decided I was going to play all three games back to back. Yeah. And I went back, I went back to Mass Effect, and then... I did that as well powered right before through, 3 came out. Powered through Mass Effect, um, and then powered through Mass Effect 2, and then powered through Mass Effect 3 for a total... I've got, I don't know, 90 to 100 hours worth of gameplay. That was powering through. Yeah. Wow. My final playthrough of Mass Effect 2 that became my canon playthrough that was, I started with 1, right. went through 2, and then it was, you know, two weeks before 3 came out when I got it to review, and I started playing that from that playthrough. Right. Um, and that was my ninth full playthrough yeah. of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've I've, I've, I've done about I've got about nine myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three, crazy. three. I'm only on two so far, but I'll, I'll probably. Start um, I'm actually thinking about going back and doing it again, but this time playing as a femship. Oh God, you should. I know femship is so much better. I know you haven't all of playthroughs. You haven't done that once. No, no. I, I have I have several uh, playthroughs as a femship, but I've never done. I've only taken one character all the way through. I've played the games. Yeah. Multiple times with different characters and different classes. I see. Um, but there's only been one character I played all the way through. I see. Um, and oddly enough, his name is Mark Shepard. Uh, really? Yeah. God. Because I love you. But did, oh, you didn't name that after the voice actor, Mark. No, Shepard. no, no. I, I named <laughs> I named him tangentially after Shea uh, for the Dark Lord. Oh Jesus! There you go. Uh, if I ever have a pet, and I'm is gonna... he is he a renegade then? 
No, he's pure he's paragon. Paragon. Pure paragon, like and he's... uber paragon. Oh, that's just not. Yeah, right. well, I, feel, I feel like you've, you've miscast your character. Well, no, I mean basically <laughs> it's your name, but ultimately it's my avatar. So, All right, you know, it's you know your name. Your the the word Mark never comes up in anything ever. It's more right, of a, so it's, it's more of, it's more of a designation of a save Shepherd. file than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else? What 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 else? Other, what other other video game goodness can you can you talk about? Just buy Assassin's Creed Three. I don't care if you've you never played, played an Assassin's Creed game. Buy an Assassin. Buy Assassin's well, Creed on, Three. You buy just... a Vita and buy Assassin's Creed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. Slow down. So let's go back. Let's, you just you can't just truck over that, sir. Are you saying? The, are you talking about the Vita version specifically? Both, both of them. Yeah, the Vita is the a, console a version game where you play and the, the Vita. The, the Vita one you play as Aveline, who right. is a like the, French and African hot, uh, badass, hot. and she is incredible, and she is an aristocrat, and just she the the gameplay on that is so much fun. You can do touch to kill, so you can actually line up kills from a if you're in a hidden vantage point, yeah, and you can see, you know, four red coats on the ground. You can touch those four on your touch screen and she'll dive down and do this crazy animated sequence of killing all four of them well hold on are you are you speaking from watching trailers or gameplay yes oh you and so, <laughs> so i just i just got to play hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The the naval battle for Assassin's Creed. I've III. heard about this yeah, naval battle. I yeah. got to play that for the first time just last week uh, on the Wii U, actually. Whoa! Oh wow! Um, oh, that's an odd yeah platform to play that on. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was pretty cool. Um, the, does a uh, do, do, does the graphics or the gameplay suffer from the 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 sort of the the, the the gameplay? Not at all. It was definitely running full sixty frames, and it was it was great. Wow. Um, the uh, the graphics, it's it's hard to tell without it being side-by-side. Side. Um, it looked great, but there looked like there were some uh, small pixelation compared to the time that I've spent with it on PS3. Okay, yeah. Um, but that I mean, that's to be expected, right. at least to it's a, a point. It's a handheld. There's something else. They, um, yeah, yeah. The the naval battle is is fun. It's really fun. It's very. It's relatively simple. I mean, if you're a video gamer, you're gonna go through it pretty quickly. And but it's a great diversion, and it'll be a really nice spot in the middle of the game. I've now. I've always been on board with the mass with the, with the Assassin's Creed series, and so this was this was an instant buy for me the moment I heard about it. But now. Now I, I think I need to own a Vita. 
So the the character of uh, it's, it's Liberation is yes. the, the the version for the Vita. Yes. Um, and the lead character's name again? Aveline. Aveline. Now she is she is a supporting character in the console version of Assassin's Creed Three, correct? Yeah, Aveline and Connor will be meeting in both games. Okay. So she she, she I mean she plays a role in the can the single player campaign in Assassin's Creed Three. Yes. The console version. But but her, the Vitavert game is her, her story. story starts a little bit earlier than the console story does. Okay, so you'll get to see the first uh, five to ten years ahead of time of where she's at and what brings her eventually all the way up to Boston from New Orleans. Wow! But they will meet in both versions of the game. Oh my god, dude! I'm, I'm now, so now I, I have to. I am I, so fucking. And now I have to buy a new. I have to buy like a handhold. A handheld gaming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna borrow to, yours. This is gonna be the yours. thing that's gonna finally get me. Because I've been wanting to buy one. I wanted to get a, uh, a PSP for ages. You know, I've been a big fan of the Vita. I really have. I know it, it has not taken off the way that Sony wanted it to. The way that anybody thought it was going to. Do you think it's because but, there's not enough content for it? Uh, maybe, but I, I don't know. I haven't had problems finding things to play on it. That's the thing. Is between. Uh, some of the amazing PSN titles that have come out and the the titles that are coming out on the memory cards too, it, it's been a, a system that I've consistently had stuff to play for. All right. Um, Interesting. And the I, other nice thing that Sony is doing now, two nice things that they're doing now, they are officially launching PlayStation Plus on the Vita in November. One PlayStation Plus membership gets you the service on both really? PS3 and Vita. That's nice. That's smart. For, Full free games for both systems every month. Um, and then, on top of that, they're doing this new buy once thing where for certain titles, mostly Sony published titles, if you buy it once, you can play it on both. So, uh, Sound Shapes was one of the first ones. You buy it on the PlayStation Network, whether you buy it on the Vita or you buy it on the PS3, you download it on both and play it on both. Um, and they're doing that with some of their actual like full disc based titles too. So um, their uh, PlayStation uh, All Stars, their their new Super Smash Brothers clone, <laughs> right, will right, right. you only have to buy it once and you get both versions. Wow. Um, same with the next Sly title, uh, the next Ratchet and Clank title. They're all going to be this new buy at once, so that's pretty cool too. That is that's that's pretty cool. That's kind of the uh, the tie-in that was kind of that was kind of one of the perks that was promised. In and you all can share your saves early. Too. Yeah, that was that was one of the big things that was promised when that when the the early promotional materials were coming mm -hmm. out, or all the especially like when PlayStation Magazine was running pieces about the Vita. That was like one of the selling points of it. Yeah. But we haven't actually seen that really in application. Yeah, it's basically been yet. MLB. You can share the saves, but you still had to buy it. Both times, uh, and then Sound Shapes is the the one that I've gone back and forth. That's really been what's holding me back from the new handhelds. Is that I, I guess I'm not I, I mean I, I I'm not as steeped in the handheld culture as I am right. in console culture. But it just seems from just like just as a, as a an outsider kind of looking in that there just isn't enough games to make it worth my while to make because it's not. It's not an inexpensive system. You're making a, a pretty significant oh, investment yeah. in this oh, yeah, in definitely. a handheld. Uh, you know, and I'm buying another console exactly. And like the 3ds, there's like there's Mario, and then there's the new Zelda game, and then that's pretty much it. I mean, those are the two system sellers. But I'm not excited about any of those to really sort of jump into the 3ds, which is part of the 
problem I had about the Vita as well. At least coming out of the gate, it didn't seem to me like it had the kind of titles that I would be playing over and over and over again. Well, it, but it's still, granted, they have, there's only, there have only been a handful of titles so far, but they've all been pretty strong. Like, there's been a God of War game, yeah, there's been well, an Uncharted that's true. game. I mean, that's true. Uncharted was and phenomenal. They, they looked I loved it. amazing. I really I, do. I've, they, I've had a chance to sit down and play with it a little bit, and I want one. But their <laughs> early PS3 level, absolutely, I absolutely, mean, it's, and it's it's really incredible. Well, it, I'm just you know what it is. I'm actually afraid that because I'm not a wealthy man, and I'm afraid that <laughs> um, getting closer to uh, the holiday season, I guess everything that's been announced is kind of being going to be announced right. within the next month or so, or has been already been announced. Um, that next year we're going to find a new console, either with the PS3, uh, the new version of that, or the new Xbox. <laughs> and the thing is, I can't afford all of these damn systems. Really? A new a new console next year? Do you know anything about that, Lucas Siegel <laughs> of Newsarama.com? We're, we're, I mean, what we're going see, what are, what are to see announcements for sure next year. About a new console? From both Microsoft and Sony. Is this Now, is this something that you... As a as a journalist, as someone who's kind of steeped in the industry, that you kind of see coming, oh, or do yeah. you hear rumors? Yeah. Are, are no, you hearing I mean, like there, you hearing there have solid been rumors? Stuff? Dev kits are out there; they're out in the wild right now. Um, so those those consoles are coming. They'll at least be announced le- next year. Uh, do I, you, I think it's do a you... relatively safe bet that we'll we'll see new consoles on the shelves next next fall from both Sony and Microsoft. You heard it here, folks. Lucas Siegel <laughs> from Newsarama predicts a reasonably safe new cut. consoles <laughs> for 2013, holiday 2013. You heard it here, folks. That's the scoop from the Epic Podcast. Yes. That, that's exciting. I, you know what? I'm not going to get that excited about that. Now. I'm just excited about Assassin's Creed 3 a lot because I am really, I, I love the Assassin's Creed Be excited series. about it. You know Everything what? I'm actually, a lot. here's my problem with oh, this new man. season of games. There isn't a lot out there that I'm excited about. Oh, oh, I'm excited. Like, it finally is. And well, Connor, Bo- Connor has like a uh, basically a bat hook. I it's, fuck yeah, it's, he does. It's so awesome. But like, but other than <laughs> it, looks, it looks amazing. So other than Assassin's Creed, <laughs> other than Borderlands Two, Resident Evil Six. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil you don't, Six. I, you don't care about Resident I will, Evil. No, I will play Resident Evil Six. No, you won't. Yes, you do. The just, demo is out now. Yeah, I will I, play it. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> uh, really, I started downloading it right before you came over because nice. I'm going to play. True. It. Yeah, I saw him do it. <laughs> Nice. Um, but there isn't really much else out there that I'm excited about. It just seems like this is a, at least to me, a weaker season game-wise than it has been in previous years. Halo Four. I'm not. You know what? I guess I'm just not a Halo guy. Yeah, but that's a. I mean, if you. That's it. I mean, that's a big thing. That's a I major get it. Type thing. Yeah. And obviously, Black Ops Two is going to sell. That'll sell bajillion good titles. What about well. Watch Dogs? When's that coming? Uh, oh, that's, that's possibly not until the next generation. Really? That that trailer kind of blew me away. Yeah, the time. yeah, quite possibly that is a a title coming for the next generation. Huh. That's the, the it looks yeah, it, it, to me it looks way too good for for, for this console. Generation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it looked like it could be done with current console technology. I that, that, I hope it does, but I don't think it will. I read something about a Star Wars game coming that they were saying they were. Oh yeah, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. That's the one. They are being so damn. Annoying about that game. <laughs> they're, uh, they're not talking. They're you know, not. We really thought we really thought we were at least going to find out who the actual character is. <laughs> well, at, hold on. at Star heard, Wars I, Celebration Six, I, I, I read somewhere that the trailer is really just a proof of concept, and that that right. actually has nothing to do with the story. All the footage that is currently out there 
It, it, it is story footage, but it's using a different... They actually created a different model just to mask who the main character oh, is. For the love of Nanny. So it's all <laughs> using a fake main character. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say it's Han Solo. You know, I think that's just too easy. No, I no. It, it, For it to be Han Solo I, or Boba needs, Fett, no, no, I feel yeah. like it would be It too needs easy. to be Han Solo, but secondarily be, Boba Fett. It'd be interesting. I mean, initially... The initial, the only hint that we have is that the first ever thing that went out about this game was that uh, LucasArts was staffing up for a Boba Fett game. That was the original thing. They were going to be oh, staffing up for a Boba I, Fett I, game. I never even heard this. And, well, this was a, a few years ago. This oh. was like after Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed. I think it was after Force Unleashed came out and Force Unleashed 2 was known to be in development. Then they were talking about doing this Boba Fett game. Um, so that that was everybody's initial thought, but all we really know about this game, it takes place in the underworld, right, of, of Coruscant. Coruscant, right, on level thirteen thirteen, which is miles which is and miles and miles below the surface of very Coruscant. very very far down. Yes, and it is going to be a bad place that you will have many bad feelings about. So this. they're kind of setting this in this. I mean, there was any Star Wars fan also knows that there was this rumored live-action television series that was right. supposed to take place between episodes three and four that was supposed to cover the kind of the Coruscant underworld. It was going to be called Star Wars Underworld. Right. In fact, and it, it right. was going to be dark and it was going to cover... And it is not mob dead. Mob bosses and bounty hunters. Is this it is not dead. The live-action TV series is not dead. That was the last thing Whoa. I read is that it was dead. It is not dead. Oh. But, okay, but this is kind of like... This kind is covering similar, some of the it's same kind of ground. In a similar, yeah. a similar, and and real. Realm. I mean, both the Force Unleashed games took place in that same time period between right. three right. and four. Right. And Star Wars Detours, the amazing new comedy series that's coming out from uh, the Robot Chicken crew and Brendan Hay is <laughs> is covering that same time period as well. I would like uh, more material covering a, that time in period. a little bit different uh, well, take. Sure. sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, that's really genuinely all we know about it it's a third person uh action adventure game um if shooter if there it's was a, a cover based shooter uh yeah yeah with some, but, with some like space powers but but it looks like it's gonna be a little bit more uncharted and a little bit less gears of war okay um, as far as the the style goes to it the footage looks great so far they look like they're having a lot of fun with it uh what's really cool is that it's not just LucasArts working on this game. It's LucasArts, LucasFilm, and ILM. Whoa. Wow. Um, That's some heavy hitters. So yeah. they're actually working on it together. They're using footage um, and set pieces and things that were designed for live-action movies in the game. Um, <laughs> wow. They are doing a lot together, and they're using all of these people that know way too much about creating awesomeness. So Holy hopefully, hopefully that, that will be... Uh, as awesome as it can. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll wait for another generation of consoles for that game. Yeah, if it means yeah, if, I I, if I get graphics that are rendered like like realistic film quality graphics, I'll wait for it. Well, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. the The whole Lucas family is uh, working together now in a way that they never have before. In that the uh, they they showed during the season premiere of uh, Clone Wars that uh, airs not this Saturday, a week well, from this soon, Saturday. Yeah. Um, after they did, when they did the premiere at Star Wars Celebration 6, they were talking about it and they said that they actually used set pieces from uh, Revenge of the Sith 
and they actually used those actual rendered backgrounds in the show. Wow. And just well, rendered the them. rendered the the animated series over that, which is which is pretty freaking cool. That's pretty cool, and that's that's another I guess another example of all of these various Lucas entities finally working together. Yeah, and yeah. combining resources. That's well, yeah, it's sold. about fucking time. If you I gotta say, the, the, the trailer, it's about fucking time. I gotta say, the, tra- the trailer for the new season of the Clone Wars. By the way, amazing, I, yeah, I don't amazing. care. I don't care if you've ever watched the Clone Wars or not. I Number love one, the Clone you're Wars. an idiot. Yeah, if you haven't. And you're a bad so I, person. I guess I do totally care. <laughs> I completely care. If you haven't been watching the Clone Wars, I hate you and everything you stand for. <laughs> I agree and with Lucas on all of You need to go out and get all of the Blu-rays immediately and start watching it. It is. And it is one of the few television series ever that only gets better with age. Yeah, really, does. like profoundly oh, better. Well, because they them because they Every themselves season. are always pushing the right. story. They're, com- they're com- pushing the animation. And they're, they're completely just, changing the way that they're doing the animation. Yeah, they're, they're completely pushing, changing it's, the way that they're the doing tone. sound they're every doing, time. They're doing tone in Star Wars material that the fans have always wanted and always thought they were going to get. Everybody's always told it. Well, Revenge of the Sith is going to be a little darker than the other was, and it was, but it's but there still... was no organic shift no. from Episode Two to Episode Three, and this is that organic shift, yeah. and it's amazing, and it's better than all of the prequels' best parts combined. It's true. That trailer. If you, if you haven't seen the trailer for the new season of Clone Wars, go download it because it's it's and beautiful. If, and if you haven't seen the first episode of the new season of Clone Wars, ha <laughs> ha. Oh. <laughs> Membership uh, has its privileges. You, it's, <laughs> you're a guest of the show, but you're a dick. It's phenomenal. Tell us about it Darth is, Maul. It is. It is easily <laughs> in my top three of episodes of this show ever. Wait, wait, wait. Does Darth, wow. does Darth Maul show up finally? Oh yeah, Darth Maul is here in a big, big yeah, way. Yeah. Season five picks up right where season four left nice. off. Nice. Darth Maul is here in a big, big way. Savage Opress is here in a big, big way. Uh-huh. Both of them will have fundamentally life-changing moments in just that first episode. And the things that they are teasing and the things that are going to happen this season, I mean, really, like you said, that trailer that trailer said it all. It was something that Dave Filoni teased to me back at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And when they showed it in the trailer and fucking Darth Sidious lowers his hands and a <laughs> lightsaber ignites in each hand and you just hear him talking about the rule of two and all of these pretenders and what's going to happen to those pretenders and you know that Darth Sidious is coming and he is going to be pissed and oh man I can't wait I can't wait oh man you gave me goosebumps <laughs> dude my face hurts from all the smiling I'm doing oh, holy crap yeah. Yeah, and Luca if you hadn't noticed he's actually Lucas is actually wearing it, I, it, I, it, I he's wearing, he's wearing a Clone Wars yes. yes with Spongebob on it t-shirt yeah yeah. Uh, I, I oh s- and and fans of Clone Wars stay tuned because there's gonna be another Clone Wars theater event what what where more Clone Wars episodes will be able to be watched in a movie theater. What? It is going to happen. That'll be better Lucas, than the first time have I ever told you how handsome you are? Yes, <laughs> you have. A, you're many a times. handsome, handsome man. Why is your hand on my thigh? Uh, because you're a lovely man, and I just want to get to know you better. Lugo's, Lugo's bad with boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries? I just think of those as challenges. 
Um, gosh, what? Gosh, what else did I want? I don't need like about? my brain hurts. I know. I'm, 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 I don't even know where to go from I'm trying that. To process a lot of information really quickly, but I no, know that there were okay. a couple of things that I wanted to like ask you about that you can't answer. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I got one. Go read Batman Twelve again. Really? Read it over and over again. It's wait. extremely important. Um, wait, wait, wait. Batman 12 is... What other fun... <laughs> okay, just and just so you listeners know what just happened, Schaefer has dropped his headset, has run away from the microphone, and is now frantically box. digging through his comic book box to find issue 12 of Batman. He has abandoned the podcast. I'm done. And uh, he's coming back. Here he comes. Becky Cloonan's art sure he's, is nice. He's just going to sit at the couch and read the comic book now. Uh, wow. You guys got it from here. <laughs> Becky Cloonan's art sure is nice, isn't it? It sure is. She did She did such a good job on this book. Oh, right. This is when she they introduced this new character. It was all about... Book. Oh, it's all about this girl. Is it? Wait. Is that the new Robin? You know, there's some speculation about that. We ran an Is article that? speculating that that could be a new Robin, that it could be a new... Uh, a new Batgirl? A, a new Batgirl or some kind of sidekick for her. Sure, sure. There's there's Or Batwoman? Or... There's something about this girl. Fuck. There's I knew, something I, about I mean, this girl. Batman, Batman barely appears in this issue. So it's, it's clear that they were really driving home that there's something that we need to pay attention to this character. I'm sorry, what's her name again? Yeah, Scott Snyder's having a lot of fun with her. You, you best Harper. 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 Harper Rowe. Uh, see, this yeah. is this is my punishment. Not to be confused with the publisher. Well, no, obviously. <laughs> uh, see, this is my punishment. I don't buy single issues anymore. Yeah. Uh, I wait for the trades. I just because I'm either I'm either impatient. And of course, this is very important because of the the Red Hood's involvement. Well, sure, true, obviously. Um, there were three artists. This is this this story was broken up into three segments. No, this was this was all Becky. Was it? Yeah. What about yeah, the? I'm pretty sure. No, she did page one twenty one. Yeah, then there's a backup story. By oh, James right, right, right. Andy Clark. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, well. Yay, backups! Thank yeah, God they finally just started calling them backups instead of trying to call them co-features like they did right. before. Yeah. Right. Right. Really, oh did man, that. that was so lame. I, I both I both <laughs> love and hate DC in so many profound ways. <sighs> oh, yeah. I. Uh, I hear you. Good I don't know. Lord. I mean, I know. We, we, I look. Here's the thing. You know what? It's like DC. But hey, according DC according to Mark like, Wade, I'm in DC's pocket, so I guess I can't say anything <laughs> bad about. Oh yeah, I uh, I read that. Really? How much uh, money did you get from them this week? Oh, all God. zero dollars. If only. I yeah, I read that. If only. You, uh, Are you kidding me? Your uh, credibility was called into question. Yes. About that by. Um, yes, indeed. Mark Wade. Although Mark, I still love you. I love Daredevil. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to Hulk. Although I must say, being called on the carpet by the likes of Mark Wade, it seems like you've arrived. Yeah, I guess. As a guess so. as a as a journalist, as a as a uh, someone in the industry, an insider, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, we we spoke briefly when you got over here. Uh, Lugo and I talked about this last time. He again, he stopped reading single issues a long yeah. time ago. So he hasn't yeah. been invested in the new 52. Uh, but this has been uh, zero issue month. It has been. Um, and uh, I, I'm still standing by what I said last month, which was I'm enjoying the Batman books of the new 52. And I'm enjoying the zero issues, too. Uh, I, of the Batman books? Of the well, I'm, those are the only ones that I've read because okay. they're the only ones that I'm still reading. And specifically, Batman and Robin Zero, uh, I really liked. I thought it gave uh, a nice uh, 
backstory to Damian Wayne, a character I'm terribly invested in. If the Batman group <laughs> he looks could at somehow <laughs> break off and be its own publisher, I'd be thrilled because it is the Batman group is the the most coherent and most consistently amazing yeah. group in in all of comic book publishing right now. They're they're just so damn good. And they've found such a great core of creators to tell some great, great stories. Uh, so I totally agree with you there. I and I love Damien uh, just as much as you do. I really great. do. I think I think Damien Wayne has been a really great character. I think Grant did a service. You know, initially in his initial pitch, he had planned Damien to be like a one-off character, and he was going to have him die right away. Oh wow! Like in the first arc that introduced him, he was just going to be there, service purpose, and die. And he fell in love with him, and his editors fell in love with him, and then the reader response was so tremendous, and he was like, I can't, I can't lose this character yet. And now other people have had a no, lot of he's fun really, playing well, The with audience him. is quite fickle then, to have such a great response initially. Initially, right. And then just, just turn <laughs> well, maybe, on him maybe well, they all violently. Him. They all loved him as a one-off character, I be, guess, so maybe this, Grant was right in the first. Well, well they, were, they, were, they, they had a good response when they were responding to him back in the old continuity. This is like before the 52. I mean, because Damian Wayne was introduced. You know, things it haven't was a changed ago. that much in the Batman world. Uh, the Robins are, are the ones that have definitely changed the most significantly yeah. in that... Um, you know, it, it appears that Stephanie Brown has never been a Robin uh, or a Batgirl, for that matter. Mm. Um, although you can't find anything confirmed about that. So who knows? Uh, and, and, you know, Tim Drake uh, was never actually just Robin. He started under the identity of Red Robin Yep. Um, in, in the New 52. Uh, and basically each Robin has been Robin. I think I, I, I actually did the math because I was just... That terrible about it, but I did the math of like the amount of time that they were Robin in real life, compressed into five years. How long it would have been for each one? And Dick was Robin for like a year and two months. Jason was Robin for only like uh, four or five months, and then uh, Tim was or or it was it was like a year and eight months, four or five months. Tim was Robin for like a year and two months. And then there's this blank period for a few weeks <laughs> where, where Steph happened, used right? to be Robin, and who knows? <laughs> um, and then Damien shows up, and he's only been Robin for a few months as well. So it's, it's, this, it's this weird, compressed, super, super compressed timeline for them. Other than the Robins, not a lot changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And and as we saw in Batman and Robin number zero, Damien was still a test tube baby, um, which was yeah, actually they hung on to that. Yeah. Which which uh, here's your little insider knowledge uh, was not the initial plan when they were doing the reboot. When they were doing the reboot, they were going to make Damien the actual biological son of Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne and Talia. and Talia from an actual hookup. While Bruce was over there training, nice. oh, but they decided they decided. But to they keep decided that. that Bruce Wayne's sixteen-year-old hookup might have been a little I, wonky. I kind of like that. It, it makes him like it makes it. What well, makes because he's like twenty-six, twenty-seven now in the in the new fifty-two. Um, so it would have been a little. A little it, it makes Talia even more diabolical to keep him as this like, as this this. This test tube baby that she's living with against yeah. his knowledge, and yeah. then trains, yeah, and beats the shit out of him with swords every year on his birthday. 
until he's. <laughs> I got. I gotta say, all I all I care about right now. I mean, I'm really excited for Death of the Family, the Joker's big return. I cannot fucking that starts, wait. That starts in Batman 13 in December, correct? Damien versus Joker. Yes, that's, that's what I can't wait for. That's yeah. what I'm super excited about. That's happening in December's uh, 15th issue of Batman and Robin. Uh, I'm, I'm, Damien versus Joker. Yeah, and I'm in. Damien, Damien is <laughs> not so going to take any shit. No, he's he has really established himself as the kind of like all of the Robins have had their traits uh, and had their their merits, but he's like he's he's he's. Uh, he's got potential to be a psychopath. He's he's the he's trained the by psychosis the... of Jason Todd with the fighting skill of Dick Grayson and the intelligence of Tim Drake. He really is the well, ultra Robin. Yeah, well, well put. He really is. He does uh, have. He do, is kind of the best. of I'm all I'm excited of the in that one. This, this marks not only the return to the Joker, the return of the Joker in this Bat Team, like this Bat Team's handling of him, but also, uh, uh, you know the 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 direction that they're going to go with him you know what i mean the, the this whole you know yeah, you know face off thing that he's creepy. done and where that is now part of him it is creepy and i'm i'm excited that he's going to basically the the way that scott snyder has described it is that the joker has come after batman he's come after batman in a big way many times he's never actually come after any other of the members of the bat family because even when he came after Jason Todd and killed him, it was to come after Batman. True. Right. When he came and he crippled Barbara Gordon, it was to come after Batman. So this is not about him just going and shooting Barbara Gordon through the spine. This is about what he wants to do to torture Barbara Gordon the same way that her being shot in the spine tortured Bruce Wayne. Right. That's what this story is going to be. So it's going to be Joker little... coming after each one of them and saying, okay... You want to play with the big boys? Now I'm your arch nemesis. Let's see what happens when I'm your arch nemesis. And I'm a little concerned. That's scary. In that. Yeah. In I that. Like, I, yeah. Because he really has all of all of the times that he has gone after the people that are important to Bruce Wayne. It's really been just to get at Batman. Right. right. Uh, he's never really had like personal vendettas against any of the members of the the so-called Bat family. No, because they don't. Whether well, they never mattered to him. No. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned in that this seems like really extreme escalation like they've cut I mean the Joker cut off his fucking face right are we now a comic book culture where it takes writing the fact that the Joker has cut off his own fucking face to make the Joker interesting like I mean what wasn't he menacing enough wasn't he a great character was like are, are we so jaded as a comic book readership that the only thing that'll get our interest now is when the Joker who is the most psychotic of all psychotic killers in the entire DC universe, arguably the entire comic book universe, yep. that now we he has to cut off his own fucking face to get attention. Are, are we have we gotten there? It's it's an interesting question, and that could probably be it's an entire own podcast <laughs> because because really, I mean, you you look at all of the dismemberment and beheadings and and and, and like, stuff that's happening right, and the in giant the like mountain of babies that he's built his throne on that he sits on while he tests. I mean, mm, it's sort of like I mean, is it <laughs> is it sort of like the other white? Do you babies. think do you think this is just a stunt in the same way that they gave like Captain America a gun or? 
you know, um, Captain they, America should always have a gun. He is a <laughs> fucking soldier. True. No, I know that, but for a very long time he didn't. As a, a former member of the armed forces, I would like to say on the record that Captain America should always be carrying a gun. He should always have a weapon. He should always have a whole selection of weapons available to him. It made no sense for him to not have that his entire time that he has always been a hero and that's it. He's a soldier. End of story. Got He's it. A soldier. I got it. Super soldier. Soldier. I it's right there it. in the but, name. But, the, but the, giving Captain America a gun was more of a reaction to the society and the comic book culture more over than, say, like a Well, movie. and it was also partially from Bucky taking over. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, Bucky well, was Bucky, proficient in Bucky firearms Bucky became and not very the excuse in, to give him a gun. Is the Joker's face removal... The, like the next step of how fucked up we can be in comic books, come back and read comic books. Yeah, you know, it, it is to a point. Um, but I think that it's happened pretty organically. The Joker has gone through quite a bit to make him crazier and crazier, including masquerading around and helping Batman for a while. I mean, the, the dude, <laughs> yeah, the dude right. has, has completely lost it. And when we come into his story here in the New 52... And we look at what's been going on in the New 52. Batman was very nearly beaten. And he was very nearly beaten by somebody who wasn't the Joker. That is reason enough for him to escalate and for him to go, Oh, you thought the Court of Owls fucked you up. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Court of Owls... Let me tell you something. Yeah, the, and the Court of Owls, be fair, did a number on him. They did a number on him. Uh, so I think I think it's very... I think it works for the story. And okay. and as long as it comes out of the story and as long as it goes into making a good story, I Well, and needless to say that I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see this pan out. And I really hope nothing but the best for this team because it seems like they've been consistently putting out remarkable... Yeah, Snyder, Snyder and Capullo are, are an incredible, incredible team and I hope they stay on Batman for as long as I want them there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, we, we've wow. kind of got to be wrapping this up, but I got one more question. One yes. more comic book question that I, that I want to ask that I was excited to ask this whole time and I got to get it out. Um, it was announced, and this is, this is going to be, unless you've got anything else. I don't know. I, I, I may have a, I may have a follow up, but okay. I got nothing. Cause we're, we're yeah, we, I'm going to, I got a lot of editing to do with this one. Uh, <laughs> um, it was announced this week that in December, Issue number 700 of The Amazing Spider-Man would be the final issue yeah. of The Amazing Spider-Man. So sure we're going is. to end it there. Uh, presumably, I guess we assume that Spider-Man will be making some sort of appearance in the Marvel Now. Right, this series of relaunches. Right. A, I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that they're not actually ending all publication of Spider-Man comics in the year of his... Of his wonderful 70th anniversary. Right. But something big is going to happen in 700. Something big is going to happen in 700. You might have an idea. Dan Slott, the writer of Amazing Spider-Man for 100 issues plus now. Really? Um, well, you know, with, with the ones that he co-wrote as part of the, the big team and the issues that he's been writing, yeah, he's he wrote number 600 which foreshadows some of the stuff that's going to happen in number 700 some stuff happened in 600 to dr octopus 
it sure did. Sure did. <laughs> Wait, okay. Sure did. Just Doctor ask... Octopus has been a big, big, big. Dude, just ask your question. You're you're giving all kinds of leading things. What's your year question? Or two. I don't have a question. I want to know what's going to happen in seven hundred. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be big for Doctor Octopus. It's going to be big for Peter Parker. We have a, a fun little speculation article up on on Newsarama right now. But so yeah, go to Newsarama.com and read about the uh, read about what the the speculation that they have about what's going to happen. We'll put Spider- yeah, we'll, we'll put Spider-Man all of that in the show notes. Yeah, 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 it uh, it's gonna be fun, and and honestly, in in Dan, I trust he's a he's a great writer, and uh, a, personally, he's a he's a pretty good friend, and he, um, man, he's he's got some fun stuff planned, and he's gonna he's gonna rock people's world. He he said he said that this issue uh, is going to make a lot of people hate him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love ominous like there will be a lot of people very angry at Dan Slot. Alright, final thing, final thought. No question really. Okay. But what does Lucas Siegel want to share with our what are you excited about? What's the one thing that is really floating your boat right now? Oh boy, one thing that's really floating my boat right now. Um God, I am I'm I'm very excited for the, the upcoming second tier, second slate of Marvel Studios movies. Uh, and some of the rumors that are floating around about those are just damn fun. Oh fuck! Okay, we're gonna need to get uh, you back here and, at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really just totally focused and looking forward to Assassin's Creed Three right now. That game has has captured me in a way that uh, very few have, and uh, it's definitely it's it's the the one piece of entertainment I'm most looking forward to right now. Fan-fucking-tastic. I'm sold. Uh, Lucas Siegel of Newsarama, thank you so much uh, for being on our second episode of the Epic Podcast. Thank you. Uh, and you you know what? You're welcome Number back two. anytime. How's that? Anytime you want to drop a, like, like a nerd bomb, <laughs> like just come on by while we're recording and go, Yo, Spider-Man, really Batman. Boom, and then you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll spend 45 minutes processing what you said, yes. and that'll be our episode. So read Batman number 12 again, and uh, pay attention to the the room full of toys that Odin has in Thor. Whoa, hold on. In Thor. In Thor, the movie. Yeah. Oh, in Thor. Pay attention oh, to the room full of toys, and just think about it. Just think about what those weapons are. You've been given your homework, nerds. I both love you and hate you, Lucas Singer. What they can mean for the future. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, All right. Oh, it's magic. Yeah, think about yeah. that. That was a clue. Bye. Oh. Bye. Thanks again to Lucas Siegel of Newsarama.com for being our guest this month. Uh, and again, please uh, visit Newsarama.com for all of the latest comic book and video game news. Yeah, and uh, be sure to check out the show notes uh, for this episode, where you'll see links to the stuff we've talked about uh, and all kinds of other uh, goody goodness. Great. So uh, so let's do the plugs. Yeah. Nelson Lugo, do you have anything coming up that you would like to plug to our listeners? Uh, I do. Uh, October is going to be a big, big non- uh, month for Epic Win Burlesque. Uh, October 6th, we're going to be doing the New Nerd Review. Uh, this is an opportunity for uh, brand new burlesquers to uh, stretch their nerdy acts or uh, seasoned professionals who have brand new nerdy acts. And it's uh, always a good time. It's at our bar, and you can find out the details for that at our uh, epicwinburlesque.com. 
terrific. Yeah, yeah. And that, and we're also going to be doing a huge, huge Halloween party on Halloween night at our bar. Uh, the details for that have not been released, but stay tuned and you will hear all about it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. I think so. Uh, I will be performing at, uh, well, not at New York Comic Con, but during New York Comic Con, I will be performing at a party on Friday night, October 12th. Uh, it is a show called Rock Comic Con. Happens yeah. every year. I think they have different acts every year. I know Adam Warrock's done it in the past. Uh, Kirby Crackle has done it in the oh, past. Sure. Paul sure, and Storm. Sure. Um, this year, the Rock Comic Con show is sponsored by the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Oh, that's cool. I will be performing with H2Awesome as well as the Double Clicks. It'll happen at Rebel Bar in Manhattan. Uh, again, it's Friday, October 12th. And you can get all the other details and tickets at rockcomiccon.com. Nice. I think I, I think I might be doing that show as well, but I, can't, I don't know for sure. And your little felt friend will probably be doing it too. Oh, he's no friend of mine. He's certainly no friend of mine. No, no. He's, he's more your friend than my friend. Well, only by likeness. <laughs> and as always be sure to come back to nerdyshow.com to get all of the episodes of the epic podcast we will be back next month in october and our topic will be the walking dead bum 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 now is it going to be walking dead specific or is it are we going to talk about zombies in general i'm sure we will stray from our topic as we always do but <laughs> next month i would like to make it about the walking dead because uh season three of the walking dead premieres on october 14th right uh, also, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened in the comic books. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about Telltale Games' Walking Dead episodic uh, oh, video game. Fantastic stuff. Um, and we have a lot to talk about. We'll have another special guest host, but we don't want to uh, spoil that just yet. Nope. It'll be a surprise, surprise. To you next month. It'll be your Halloween present from Lugo and myself. You're welcome. And again, if you have any questions for us that you would like us to read and answer on the air, or you have suggestions for us for future episodes, or you want to just tell us how much you love slash hate this show, you can contact <laughs> us at epicpodcast at gmail.com. And please visit nerdyshow.com for other information about this show. Well, that's our show. Uh, from all of us to all of you, my name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is Shafer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. The Epic Piecast is brought to you by Nerdy Show. All programming on the Nerdy Show Network is listener-supported. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button. Even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. For more episodes of the Epic Piecasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes Store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest Nerdy Show news. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. <laughs> 